Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm really excited for today's topic. I know, I know. Um, yes. Everyone should know that me and Dina were planning, we were texting and we were like, what should we do for the next topic? And Dina was like, let's do perfections. And I was like, oh, I don't know too much about perfections. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be, I was expecting to wing it off of you. And then um, a couple of days ago, you texted me and you're like, wait, so I don't know that much about perfections. So Literally. Like, teach me. And I was like, fuck, I was expecting to learn from you. Right, right. We had a bit of a meltdown there. It was a huge meltdown because honestly, it was impulsive and we weren't prepared. We weren't ready for this shit. But um, I think today we have a better dynamic going on and I think you guys are going to love it. I think you guys are going to be excited for today's endeavor if that's what you want to call it would you like to introduce this this week's oh maybe we should first say this is two girls one chart like yes this is two girls one chart everyone if you're new to our series we've recorded one other video since Mm -hmm. this one and last week we touched on how to read a natal chart and what our personal styles of reading was it was really interesting so if you guys are into that please go and watch our last recording podcast video Mm-hmm. um today however we have an even more interesting dynamic going on we're going to be talking about our least favorite as well as our most favorite placements yeah yes i'm excited for this one i'm excited for me this too one. me too um, maybe we should stay off the bat if you are on my least favorite list i'm sorry it's probably not personal i probably like you Probably there. No, there are a few. I will say if you have a stay the fuck away from me, and if I say that, I mean that. But um, yeah. emphasis on the probably. Probably we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and also inversely, like if you're on my I love you list, I may not actually like you in in real life, and that's so. This is all, take everything here with a grain of salt, please. That's a really valid point that I didn't even think of. Like, don't take anything personally. If I love you, don't take it personally. If I hate you, don't take it personally. Exactly. I want everyone <laughs> to feel ambivalent towards me at all times. Have no literally no opinion. Literally. Yeah. Okay, so I'm excited. Um, <laughs> how would you like to go about it? Do you want to start with your yeah. least favorite your list? list? Okay, so I do. You did a top ten list, right? Like. Yeah, okay, cool. I did. I have 10 too. So maybe we should just start with 10 and then work our way up to like our least. Yes. Our least. Yes. Okay. okay. I could go first. So for yes. number 10 of my least favorite astrology placements, and this one is petty. It barely made the list. I have Taurus. Okay. I'm sorry, a Taurus what? A Taurus Mercury. No, why? It's so fucking petty. I have a Gemini Mercury. I have a Gemini stellium. Yeah. Mercury is slow. And they're very like salt of the earth conversationally. And it's I agree. It bothers me. And it's nothing against them. They all seem lovely. And again, if you have this placement, I'll probably still be your friend. This is not a deal breaker. Okay. But it, just made it, it made the list. Just barely made the list. Sheesh. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of angry tourists smirk people out there. We've already lost them. By the time we get to the number <laughs> one, we're gonna have lost like our entire audience. Exactly. Everyone, like the whole audience is gonna disappear. Dislikes on every video moving forward. 
like fuck this podcast okay i stand with you i stand with you on that one number 10 yeah okay so for my 10 i put anybody that has a lack of fire in their chart because Mm -hmm. there's just no passion there's no vitality in those natives and it's like not even their fault but i just I cannot like at least give me like a fifth house or like a ninth house, you know. Don't come in here with like nothing but earth and air and water. Yeah, I, I don't know how to deal with people like that, to be honest. So the fire keeps things interesting, exciting. Like literally, fire. Like I think fire signs have this like really interesting ability to like, um, like sure they like burn really brightly, but they also like warm you up. Like literally, yeah, they just make you feel like oh, I'm alive. Like I can totally get that one. Yeah. Yes. And and fire falls in all of my water houses. So for me to feel like an intimate connection with someone, like I need firehouse energy, you know? So totally understand. That's, yeah. Um, okay. Should I move on to number nine? Absolutely. Let's do it. This one might be a bit controversial, but number nine, my number nine least favorite placement is Gemini Ascendance. I have a t- I have a really tough time with Gemini Ascendants. Um, are you a Gemini Ascendant? No, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. I was like, oh my God, wait, fuck. I'm so um, close though. Like <laughs> Very close. Well, but key differences, because you have the Scorpio. Because it's that the Gemini Ascendant doesn't bother me as much as the um, Sagittarius Descendant, like with these people. Um... Like I, like the, um, like they, they seem really fun and interesting and they like allure you in and then you get to know them and they're just flighty and they can be kind of mean to you and they're a little oh, bit honest and it kind of hurts. Like Sagittarius, you'll see a lot of Sagittarius here. I'm sorry, Sagittarians, but you guys hurt my feelings a lot. And Oof. I'm a sensitive little cancer bitch. Like I, yes. <laughs> I can't take the heat. Um, um, although there's a lot of Sagittarius in my favorite as well. So, um. I feel you. But yeah, I feel that's that's my thing. Yeah, I can honestly see that. I can't even like give you pushback for that. Like, I I can see how bad Sag descendants can make people feel, even if they're not meaning to. I just there's just too much of a reputation of just you know being too detached for other people's comfort. Um. Okay, so I guess I'll give you my nine. Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, so. I feel really bad about this one because I know so many people who have this aspect. But for nine, I would have to say anyone with anybody or, or any placement between Saturn and Mercury, that's in harsh aspect. That's understood. Like, I, I cannot take people with like Mercury, Saturn because they're just so stoic in their communication and they just are always in control. And yeah. I have Mercury, Neptune in, in Libra. So like, I'm yeah. very like, you know, I'm an emotional communicator and I cannot deal with people who respond. Like, especially when you're texting Mercury, Saturn, natives, it's just very direct, yes. very to the point. There's no animation. There's, I just, I feel so rejected by them. So I, I have to throw them on the list. No, that makes so much sense. Like they can, even when they're like complimenting you, it feels like an insult somehow. You're like, oh, thanks. Like, like wow, okay. Yeah. A backhanded compliment, literally. Yeah. yeah. That, so, I, that's my... 100 percent understand yeah okay thank you <laughs> i need it back. good um, um okay what's your eight my eighth is a bit petty because i know some people with this placement and keep it petty keep it petty 
the thing is, I love people with this hip placement, but I would love them a lot more if they didn't have it. I know that for sure. Um, okay. What is it? Like 12th house stellium people or super Pisces people? I'm shocked. Pretty shocking. I feel like Pisces, no one shit talks Pisces enough. I feel like Pisces are really good at manipulating, like incredibly good. We talk a lot about Scorpio and Cancer, but Pisces will play victim so well. Um, they are not able to take a pep talk. Sometimes you just like, I have a Virgo ascendant. Um, like it's my chart ruler is a Mercury. It's like, I am pretty direct when someone's like doing something that I don't like. And if I twelve house people, I feel like are too fragile and Pisces people, I feel like are too fragile. Cause if I'm like, Hey, fucking quit it. They break down and make me feel like I'm the bad guy. I can't do that. The guilt tripping, the gaslighting. It's like the really gaslighting. Real. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really real. And also I feel like 12 house people always need you. Again, Virgo ascendant, my descendants in Pisces. So these are the people I draw into my life. So I love them, but yeah, challenge because I think there's always something that needs fixing involved. Like there's always, um, they always have a problem. Mm-hmm. To tell you about that they don't know how to solve it. they kind of want you to do for them um at least most of the times that i've met people like this um, i agree i yeah. agree you're not wrong i mean i would say um it, pisces is also in your eighth house right i have a pisces interception like oh, I, yeah, uh, so. my eighth and seventh are both pisces or du- du- mm-hmm. yeah so i have two houses in pisces so there's a lot of pisces here but it's interesting you know it's interesting i feel like um, that's an interesting eight for you because the eighth house also rules like what we hate and like our love hate relationships are found in the eighth house so that's so fucking like I feel that way about Sagittarius which is also in my eighth house so I get you that's so I funny. feel you the seventh the house of like intimate relationships and enemies is also Pisces yeah. for me so I I love Pisces but I would love them a lot more if they were less Pisces yeah. yeah, I feel you. I respect it. Also, okay. delusion. I'm just gonna keep shit talking Pisces for a second. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> we're not done yet. We're not. <laughs> we're not done. I want more to say. The delusion it drives me insane. Again, like the Virgo said, I'm just like, no, like this is fucking real life. You have to pay literally. You have to pay your taxes. You have to keep. You cannot keep those groceries in the fridge. They need to be thrown out. And they'll just be like, well, it's like, nope. There's no well. You have to be here. Oh my God, Pisces. Get it together, Pisces. Get it together. And I love them. I love them, which is why I'm giving them the pep talk. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Listen, you guys. You guys, it's it's time to get it together. You've made this list on so many different people's like videos. And I think it's time that you get off. Like, I think it's time you find a way to get off the list. It's like that saying if if you have, if you've had a bunch of bad roommates, you're the bad roommate. Pisces. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I I do love you guys. My brother's a Pisces stellium, and I will always love you guys. But you need to stop fucking with my people. Truly, Mars and Cancer. We don't play that. All right, what's your eight? <laughs> um. Okay, so for eight, I put another Saturn aspect. I just I feel like I'm shitting on Saturn, but wow. I have Saturn in harsh aspect to ascendant. Hmm especially the conjunction in the first house. And it's not even like I have an issue with these people. It's just like, I wouldn't wish this placement on my worst enemy. Like, it's so difficult. Um, It just leads to like a lot of issues with self-esteem. 
with self-expression, if you're an artist, it's a really like hard placement to have. Yeah. Um, but in terms of your like looks, as long as there's no other like planets in the first or any afflictions to the ascendant, it can make for a lean, fit, strong physique, which is a plus. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of cons and I do feel for people who have this placement, it just leads to a lot of hardship in life, so. Yeah, I yeah. I have the same feeling about Saturn. Like personally, Saturn people don't bother me. I just feel bad for them because they are so stoic and they're going through so much. Check yeah. in on your Saturn people. My message to listeners at home: check in on them because they're just like they're just carrying it all. It's just so brutal. So caring. They I have big hearts. I have a close friend who's like a super Saturn person, and they're always saying failure is the gift of experience. And I'm always like, oh wow. That's okay, a- grandpa. Okay, grandpa. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true though. It's it's true. My cat Moon understands. Um, but it's it's still like you don't want to sacrifice your youth for responsibility. Like, yeah, there's just too much life to live. You know. Totally. So yeah, that's eight for me. Cool. I totally yeah. agree with that. Um. So my seventh, um, again, maybe controversial, is Jupiter aspecting the sun. Wow. I feel like these people can be very egotistical. Like it's because anytime Jupiter aspects okay. a planet or interacts with any other planet, it just heightens it so much. And like I, the sun needs to be in balance. Like I think of the actual sun. Like if it's too big, it burns too bright, you burn up. If it's too small, it you shrivel up and you die. And I think Jupiter kind of gives it that like expansive element where when I'm with sun people, I feel like I can't get a word in. I feel like I don't even matter. Like, oh, do you just want to do a one-woman show? I'll, I'll watch. Literally. Um, Literally. Yeah, so that's my that's my seven. That's so interesting. I would never think of that placement, like, in a negative manner. But now I could kind of see what you mean. It's, like, excessive ego, overabundance. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, you're preaching. You're preaching. Um, okay, so for my seventh, I actually put one of my own placements on here. Ooh. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, but I put Pluto conjunct the descendant mm. on my least favorite um, list. So some famous examples, you know, like Rihanna, Meg Thee Stallion, um, Obama. Yeah. And I mean, they're all pretty like powerful and successful people, but they've all been through a lot of hardship. Yeah. And um, this placement just brings a lot of trauma that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You yeah. know, like, it's so dep- <laughs> it's so depressing. To have. And like, I know there's like resurrection and transformation at the end of the tunnel. But is it worth it? It's my question. Yeah. You know, it is intense. Yeah. Especially, I would actually, especially with that- like with the descendant, I'd imagine it's difficult because it's a lot of hardship that like the descendant is the part of herself we don't know really how to deal with so like having it conjunct with that it's like oh god like what do I I can totally see that yeah it's it's really toxic I think toxic is the key word but I would go ahead and say maybe any Pluto aspect to any angle would be a least favorite because Pluto and the angles is just like trauma like straight trauma you know (laughs) I got or I got three actually one's a good one is good I have one, okay. the one good Pluto aspect I actually like seeing in other people and I have it in my chart, it kind of works, is Pluto opposite um, the um, uh, Pluto opposite Mars. So that's what I meant. It just oh. a lot of like, like drive, I think. Okay. Why is it good? Tell me that much. Because I think it brings like, it like 
it's like a competitive energy between these two planets. Um, okay. opposite. Really, I see it. I mean, you see it a lot in like really people who like excel a lot in certain areas. Um, yeah. I have a conjunct with my Mars, which is not as good. Definitely okay. not as good. But like, you know, aspecting Mars, I feel like it works really well because those two kind of like explosive volatile forces like build off of each other and kind of like build this momentum in people I've seen. At least when I read people's charts, like the real go-getters have Pluto and Mars aspecting to their hard aspects even more so because there's like that tension. Yes, I agree. I like, I really like people with Pluto square Mars. I'm really attracted to those people. Um, even though I'm kind of scared of them, but like, I'm really attracted to them overall. So I, I like that. I like that on your list. Um, okay, cool. Should I do my or is that six? You, yeah, you do your six. Yeah, you do your six. Six? Okay, did you do your six yet? Like, I didn't do so my six. Maybe we could oh, I'm them. sorry. I was assuming that that, go ahead. I, I wanted to switch a little bit, but we can, I can do mine. It's either way. We can switch for the next round if you okay. want. No, let's switch oh, that seems, it's like in the middle. So yeah. six is Sagittarius Mercury. Again, hurting my feelings. And I think like okay. Sagittarius Mercury people will just exaggerate their stories so much that like, I don't even know mm -hmm. what, what they're saying is true. Like, Though either be or direct or exaggerate so much that like it feels like everything they say is hyperbolic. Um, Literally, it's dramatized. Dramatized. My ex has that feel, I do really feel bad for these people because um, I do think it's like a misunderstood placement. I, I can't even, I have a hard time understanding it sometimes, but they're so blunt and they exaggerate so much and it's so difficult to communicate with them in some ways that I almost, I really do feel bad for people with this placement. It's not fun. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, especially if it's like negatively aspecting another planet and it just brings more chaos. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like my ex had Sajmerk and <laughs> I, I feel like an em only an emoji can express how I feel towards that place. Right, which emoji would it be? The one that's like all googly eyed and like. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Literally. I just that. can't. I it's can't. A lot of that literally good 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 placement um <laughs> okay so so for six i put um so asteroid narcissus conjunct any personal planet or angle Ooh, damn yeah. i didn't even know there was an ast i mean i've heard of the asteroid narcissus but i didn't know it was like involved in astrology at all i mean i guess yes. obviously would be, but wow yeah, it's a pretty interesting asteroid. I've anyone that's kind of that I've known that's kind of had like an excessive ego, lots of pride, or just like a lot of self-centeredness. When I plug that asteroid in, they've almost always had it conjunct wow. a personal planet. Like i I know someone with a Sag stellium who has the asteroid conjunct their rising sun. Mercury, Venus, and Mars, you know? And I'm just like, wow, they have a really inflated ego too. So it's like really ironic. Um, but yeah, I don't like to see it um, because usually it just makes somebody who's like not self-aware and who's full of ego and pride and no one really wants to deal with anything like that. Yeah. You know? So That makes so much yeah. sense. I have to, I'm going to use that one from now on. You That's totally true. should. That's so I highly recommend. Yeah. I'm learning as I go. Wow. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, should I move on to my fifth? Yeah, let's do it. 
This is where it gets real. Or we know we're switching at fifth, so maybe you should do your fifth. Okay, right, right. So you want me to do my fifth? Yeah. Okay, so my fifth placement is Mars in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. I just, and it's not that I personally don't like it. It's I don't like it for, like, I don't like it for you. Not for me. I don't like it for you. Um, it just really zaps a person of their willpower and their assertion and their energy. Um, it can also, you know, like make somebody susceptible to abuse or being like um, continuously taken advantage of without giving any pushback, without standing up for themselves, no matter what sign it's in. Um, and yeah, like it, it can make somebody feel lost and confused in life. And like life is already hard enough. We don't need Neptune clouding our judgment on top of that, you know, or clouding our direction. So I, I feel know, for you guys. I do know a lot of serial killers have that placement. They have uh, Mars in the 12th house. Do not tell me that. Yeah, don't. Like literally. Dahmer had Mars in the 12th house and he had, um, I forget what, I think it was his moon was that in the, it was a Leo 12th house. Or it was a Leo 8th house moon at the 29th degree. And essentially like, both of those things are indicative of being remembered for violence in some way or like yeah. oh god i know a few people with this placement that i thought were like low-key sociopaths and now you're just like confirming my intuition like well, you said like there's two sides of every coin like every placement that indicates a sociopath could also indicate someone who's easily taken advantage of it's so true victim or victimizer yeah depends on the day you know yes that's a very intelligent statement and i think it's like just being serious for a minute like um the same dynamics create um an abuser and an, and the abuse you know so it's yeah astrology is really not that fatalistic um we do have some type of free will in this lifetime so again talking about these placements we're not bashing anyone like it's so easy to get defensive like I literally threw my own placement on here you guys yeah. so hopefully nobody takes this too personally and also it's important to mention that like any of the placements mentioned tonight like I can say with confidence any of the placements mentioned tonight with work like mature like maturing that planet I wouldn't mind it like a, yeah. a, you know a very mature Pisces is so wise and um, maybe they're not thinking of the day-to-day because they're thinking of the big picture and they're seeing things from perspectives that you wouldn't even know and they're going to give you the pep talk of your life like you know just as an example because I feel like I went off on Pisces you guys can be great too um, absolutely so it's all about maturity it's all about how you nurture these planets I think agreed well said well said you too that was great that was great I love that uh, and I don't love that placement, but I understand why you put that there yeah yeah do you want to do your number five now? Yes, this is a big one. This is the top five are where I like really go in. Um, mm. So Aquarius moons and fire suns. Wow. Ooh, not the cutoff. Not the- <laughs> I do not want to be gaslit at all. Ooh, <laughs> like, I wow. People, um, I mean, I just, especially if Mercury's doing something fucked up in this chart, if someone has this placement, I feel like they can oftentimes, I mean, Aquarius in general, I have a very strained relationship with it. Um, but like wow. Aquarius, Aquarians are so good at like giving out to the collective, but in individual emotional relationships, they just like withhold, like they withhold so much and yes. they're, they're very in that way. And so having your moon in Aquarius and like a fire sun combo gives you this like 
ego and this intensity and this brightness, but then also this like inability to like really nurture or like take care yeah. of yourself or others. And I think a lot of people with this, this specific placement that I've interacted with at the end of the day, I've just felt like um, either ignored, taken advantage of, or like just confused. Like what the fuck just went down? Like it's, it's a very confusing, I'm always confused by this placement usually. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I recently ended a friendship with a, one of my longest friends ever. Ooh. And he is a, you're going to laugh, but he's a Pisces sun with an Aquarius moon and an aqua stellium in the eighth house. And <laughs> for, I feel like we, we've been friends for like nine years and I feel like I was gaslit for like seven of them. No. <laughs> exactly. And Pisces, especially, I mean, water and fire, I feel like are very similar in that way, but like, um, yeah, dude. yeah. I mean, okay. the only reason I didn't say water and fire sun is because I feel like Scorpio and Cancer Sun with like an Aquarius moon can be like Aquarius, especially like Cancer and Scorpio, like they can give it that like you understand emotions a bit like Scorpios can kind of like communicate their emotions in like a very interesting way and Cancers are Agreed. more emotional so it kind of evens it out a bit but I can see how yeah. Sun Aquarius moon is a weird, com it's a tough combo. It is a tough combo, I agree. I agree. So that's a good one. That's a good one. I would have never thought I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you, honestly. Oh, <laughs> Number four. Okay, so for my fourth, I put Mars Chiron on the list because um, it's honestly, every time I've seen Mars Chiron in the natal chart, I've seen someone who's experienced sexual abuse. Mm. Um, I've seen someone who's experienced physical violence or bullying of some sort and... Um, it's, I just, again, like most of my, the places I put on my list are things that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Like these are challenging. I dislike them because of how challenging they are. So um, Mars Chiron natives, again, I feel for you and I know what you're going through. It's really intense. Um, but you guys like, you guys have a lot of potential. You know, you guys have the ability to be phenomenal healers. You guys have the ability to be phenomenal at just like going after what you want in life because you kind of have this, feeling like there's nothing else that you can lose. There's nothing else to lose in life. Um, and that's a powerful place to be, even if it's like distressing to get to that point. Once you get there, you know, there's nothing but up. So yeah. it's difficult, but it does have its rewards at the end of the day. And I would never fail to acknowledge that. Yeah, Chiron, I mean, it's like re the reward is really just being able to like walk through fire, survive, and then be able to like share the experience and literally heal others and I mean anywhere Chiron is in someone's chart there's like indications of some pretty intense shit there yeah like that's where you really find the trauma in eighth house is it would you say eighth house um uh, Mars Chiron um you said Mars Chiron yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah that definitely indicates I mean I also see that a lot of eighth yeah absolutely eighth house is another heavy hitter yeah but um yeah, that's my number four. What do you have for number four? This is one I wouldn't wish on someone as well. It's Neptune and Jupiter in the second house. Because mm, Jupiter gives it this sense of indulgence and Neptune gives it a sense of delusion. So you have these two forces in the house of finance. It's going to run amok and it's going to be a mess. Like yeah. people need a budget. Like they need a budget. And... Um, 
Sheesh. Not that I really dislike these people. It's just that um, I this is a difficult placement. Like I I've seen people with these placements get into some really bad credit card debt. Um, like you know, just be really bad with money. Um, make really terrible choices. De debt is so common with this placement because you just over you overspend and you overstimulate yourself and. You'd think that just Jupiter being there would make it good because it brings abundance, but what it really does paired with Jupiter or paired with Neptune is like give you this sense of abundance, but it may not be based in reality, you know. Um, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Wow. Yeah. So overindulgence, putting everything on credit, you know. <laughs> everything on credit. Oh God, spending your paycheck you know, missing rent payments, like that's, I see a lot of risk taking with uh, Neptune and Jupiter in the second house too, like a lot of gambling. Yes. It's also really common. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, strong list. Strong list. Your third. My third. Okay. So have you heard of the asteroid degenerate? Sorry, I'm like changing my eyes. Oh my God. You're giving all the cool asteroids tonight. <laughs> Yes, I actually learned about this like a couple years into my astrology studies, but um, it's so to, to, it's like a child, it's, it's affiliated with the child asteroid. And Degenera is, um, and it's, it's an abuse asteroid, it represents specifically, you know, abuse from the mother figure. And if we see this in aspect to the moon, so anything with moon and Degenera, I get nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some astrologers that even say it can link to things like BPD or BPD like symptoms. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it means borderline personality disorder, mainly because of like, it's known to cause like a break in the psyche um, because of like the intensity of the trauma and the abandonment from the mother figure. So um, I, I always found that one to be really interesting. Um, and I like personally, I have mommy issues and my moon and degenerate are in the same sign in the same house. So I always thought it was like interesting to like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't really know about the whole BPD and mental health theory, but yeah. I do know that um, it does lead to mommy issues from what I've seen. So I, I definitely believe in that aspect at least. Yeah, I mean, the, anything with the moon is mommy, you know. Yes, yeah. yes. good point. Good point. Any like malefic with the moon, I would be concerned with. Period. Like I, I would. That's also that. why I love um, Cancer Ascendant, even though it's not on my favorites list. But I do love them because they just give this mother, like their chart rulers, their moon. They're just so motherly. I love it. Yes, they're very healing. They're very healing people. I honestly thought you were a Cancer Ascendant when I first met you. I'm a Cancer Sun. I know. Oh, I get the cancer. I definitely see the cancer in you. All, it's my only water placement. It's all alone in the corner of my chart. <laughs> no aspects, just in the 11th house, doing its thing. Doing its thing, being wonderful, shining bright like a diamond. Yeah. We, <laughs> we can hope. Yeah. So what did you put for three? For three, I put Sagittarius moons. Mainly because... And this is again, more so um, not one, wishing this on someone, the running from emotions so strongly, not being able to process negative emotions and also not being able to process other people's negative emotions. I grew up with the Sagittarius moon and every time I experienced any negative emotion, I was told, why are you being difficult? Why are you putting a damper on things? Why are you, you know, why are you making it so heavy? Um, wow. 
I think that's a really damaging thing to do. It's damaging to them. It's damaging to other people. There needs to be, I, I think this placement like breeds toxic positivity because it's an inability to recognize negativity and like a like overt sense of running from it. But in the same way, like really a specifically like if a Sagittarius, I've been talking shit on Sagittarius, but let me just say a Sagittarius with faith, like Sagittarius who's into some like spirituality shit they are some of my favorite people in the world and Sagittarius moons who have a deep sense of spirituality, I find and find how to balance that sense of like toxic positivity with like their spirituality can be so lovely. So lovely, but the difficult, difficult placement, the difficult placement. Yeah. My dad has that placement. I think it's really interesting that your mom has that placement. Definitely like just I'm not gonna say who, but it's someone I grew up with. It's someone I grew up with. Oh, it's someone. It's someone. Oh, okay, okay. Even more interesting. Even okay. I'm gonna shut my mouth on that one, but I definitely (laughs) I definitely see what you're getting at. I do. Okay, should I do two moons that? Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I literally just added my number two. Okay, so for number two, I have Moon Saturn. Ooh. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm coming for Saturn. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I really don't. My Saturn isn't that strong in my chart. So maybe I'm just being a hater. Maybe I don't have discipline. Who knows? But um, Moon Saturn, you guys are number two because um, you guys are just so uncomfortable with feeling. And everyone can feel it, you know, like everyone can feel the tension, everyone can feel the discomfort, everyone can feel the hesitation. And dating you guys is hard. It's really hard. Like, yeah. Words of affirmation is definitely not your love language. Um, sorry, I got a text message. But um, I, on the plus side, because I my Mercury and Libra loves the balance, you know, on the plus side, I would say that you guys are very loyal very loyal, very, you know, um, routine oriented, very structured, dependable. Those things are like really desirable, especially in our generation that's flaky and, you know, unreliable as fuck. Like I really appreciate that level of um, integrity in a person in the same age. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's, I, it's interesting you say that because I know a lot of celebrities have moon Saturn placements and it's Absolutely. Like, what you feel away, like stoicism. It's very common with it's very common um and I could totally see that yeah interesting good point about the celebrity culture yeah I mean that goes to show that celebrities do go through trauma and they do go through show like they're not perfect at all you know how to talk about it they're just they just have to I mean some of them do and we're very grateful for them but some of them can't talk about it for whatever reason yeah not like put it on hold which it's difficult on the back burner I agree I agree so what do you have for two? This one's gonna get me some flack. I'm scared. <laughs> too much Libra. That's all I put for number two is too much Libra. I have such an interesting relationship with Libras where okay. cancer. I don't have much cancer in my chart with my son, but I have yeah. like, I'm selling them. So I feel like I attract Libras, like they just flock into my lives and or my life lives, plural. I'm dead. <laughs> Um, um, but I love Libras so much and I, they don't like me. They don't like me. Oh, so they made your shit list because they don't like you. <laughs> and like the thing with me, it's like too much. The reason I put too much Libra is because a little bit of Libra, like a sprinkling of it. I love, like, it's perfect. Like 
it's perfect. But like I people with too much Libra, we're so drawn together and then it's a nightmare. And it's like, I always think they hate me. They kind of do. Um, also like the romantic element. Like I feel like Libras are like really attracted to me for some reason. That, that's happened more than once where, but I'm not attracted to them. It's that's happened more than once where I've had to like, uh, and nothing fucking hurts a Libra's feelings than unrequited love nothing like if they're like I love you and you're like I, I just want to be friends that that's it I so, agree too much Libra it's I I don't hate you but I'm nervous because I'm staying away from you I, no I, I will flock to them and try to be their friend but I know it's going to be bad they'll hurt me every time or I don't know I don't know who hurts you but it's just not good we don't get along even though I is Libra in your 12th house no I have Leo 12th house Oh, it's in your second? Or? My third. It's in my third house. Third house. Interesting. Okay. We're going to have to dig into that later. Like, yeah. see what that's about. It's my intercepted house, too. The Scorpio intercepted there, and then it goes to Libra. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. What's your, what's your top two? Or number two? Top one? Are we at number one now? I feel oh, like we're at number, number one. one. It's a big one. Oh my God. Okay. So drum roll. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay. So for number one, I have Mars Saturn. Again, Saturn, I am so sorry, you guys. Like, I feel like I just shat on Saturn this whole session. But honestly, Mars Saturn, it's just, you guys can be so aggressive. Like, you guys can be, <laughs> you guys can be so freaking aggressive. Like, what if, when I think of anger issues, I think of Mars Saturn. And I think what's even more disturbing is that you guys have the patience to wait and plot before you like. <laughs> it's very Scorpio-esque, but like in a bad way. Like even more patient than Scorpio, you yeah. know, like that's scary. You know? Scorpio with a Capricorn like stoicism. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Like you guys are sorry, my phone is dying. But you guys are like savages. Like I respect you guys and I would never fuck with you, but I don't want to be fucked with by you. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I can't do it. It's scary. It's scary to me. Totally. I totally understand that. Yeah. 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 What do you what do you have for what? I'm curious. It's this is not an unpopular thing. I just have Drum roll. <laughs> I have Pluto harshly aspecting the sun. Ooh. So, or conjunct the sun, just aspecting the sun. Okay. Um, Plutonian people and me do not get along. I have wow. very tumultuous, like I've had bad things happen with Plutonian people. They just, I can't handle it. They, they, I, I can't be hurt. Can't be hurt. Um, it's, it's tough because they, uh, Plutonian people, I feel like often go through a lot of trauma, but then kind of weird thing about cycles of abuse, like they don't know how to deal with it and they put that on you and you don't know how to deal with it and they just pass it off. I can't do that. Like when people, and I try not to read people's birth charts when I first meet them. I try to really learn, like get to know them first. And then after I know them, I read it. And then I'm like, oh, that's that, all that. And here, here you are doing it. And a lot of the people I've had pretty, um, like scary relationships with have had Pluto, I've been Plutonian people. I can't yeah. with it. I it's understand. So I that's, understand. The only, that's the only stay the fuck away from me. I, wow. 
I respect that. I feel like we're all like entitled to staying away from people who have been known to be abusive. Yeah. There's like a lot of like pushback from people who like isolate placements and like, you know, be like, I don't like this placement. But in my opinion, we should all be entitled to that because we all have different natal charts. We all have different signs in different houses. If you don't hate Sagittarius because you don't have Sag in your eighth house, good for you. You you lucked out, you know, but don't hate on the next person because Sag falls in their eighth house and they had bad experiences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like definitely. you should stop we should stop policing other people's experiences and their perceptions because I feel like that's super unhealthy. Um, but I respect you. I res- some Pluto people are intimidating. Yeah. You're no joke. There are no fucking jokes. I'm like, so, like, to the intimidation and then I just get hurt. That's always what happens. But I can't, I can't do it. Oh, that's so interesting. That's how they suck you in with their intimidating tactics. They make everything so much more intense and I feel like I'm already such an intense person that it brings out I see the worst in them, it brings out the worst in me. And then we're just like, ah, and it's, I can't do it anymore. I have to really be careful around these people. And also I should say that um, Plutonian people, like if someone comes off as Plutonian to me, that's enough. Like, even if they don't have this aspect, like I, sometimes I don't read people's animal charts, but I just get that sense that they're very Plutonian from um, that, the way that they treat me, from the way that they treat other people. And I don't, I can't be around it. I have too much, um I I have I need to have boundaries there you know yeah I respect it I don't think every Plutonian gets along with every Plutonian for a long time I avoided Plutonians as well so are you Plutonian? <laughs> yeah I'm a bit of a Plutonian too technically we what both are Plutonian wait Pluto's in your son no I mean I'm Plutonian because my Pluto is active it's conjunct my descendant and I have a Scorpio Venus with a Scorpio stellium, um, so. I have Pluto in my fourth house conjunct the sun and Chiron. Or not the sun, not the sun, um, Mars and Chiron. Mars and Chiron, yeah. And Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah. So, which is also probably why I've been saying I don't like Sagittarius so much is because Pluto, my Pluto is in Sag with Mars and Chiron. So Sag people just remind me of all that pain. (laughs) Most Very wise, very wise connection. Thank you. Um, that, was our, that was our burn book. That was our shit list, I guess. Uh, <laughs> good riddance. Hopefully, we haven't lost too many of you. We're going to get to the good. Very Finally, soon. it's time. <laughs> Do you want to start with the good? Yes, from the bottom. Let's start with number 10. Yeah. Okay, so for number 10, I have Mars Neptune aspects, all of them, easy and hard. Um, I just really enjoy creative people. I also enjoy people who just aren't fucking conditioned by society and its expectations. Um, I feel like Mars Neptune people are just really approachable yeah. and really easy to talk to and you can literally be yourself with yeah. them. Um, really boundaries. Of, I feel like they're not competitive too much either. Like they just dissolve that boundary of like comparison. I love that about them. Yeah, you feel like supernatural in their presence and you don't have to try hard. You don't have to put on a show. It's just beautiful. Like I really enjoy all of that good stuff. Totally. Yeah. What do you have for My number 10, you have it. And I've talked about how much I love this placement before. Cancer Mars. Oh, I love a Cancer Mars. I know it's technically not good there. Like yeah. practicing astrology, it's like a bad, tough placement. It's tough for people who have it, I'm sure, but the way that they're so protective and loyal, 
I feel protected around Cancer Mars. Like it just, um, it's like an instinctual thing. Like I just feel safe around them. Like they're going to, they're going to protect me. And um, I just love that about them. Like they're just so protective and they just are so loyal. They do, when they're in conflict with you, they can sidestep to get what you want, but I'm a very direct person. I feel like I understand Cancer Mars a lot because I am a Cancer. So I know how to be like, hey, let's sit down and talk about how we feel about this. And then it's <laughs> very easy to get a Cancer Mars to really open up and not have to sidestep. So I love along yes. with this event a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we love you too. It's very mutual. Very <laughs> mutual. <laughs> um, okay. So for number nine, you're going to hate me because one of my favorites is one of your, it's, I think it's your number one least favorite. <laughs> so for nine, I have Sun Pluto. <laughs> I have Sun Pluto on this bitch because on, I'm going to tell you why. Honestly, honestly, everyone I've ever had a nasty crush on has had Sun Pluto. Like, unattainable crush like I know like it's gonna be unrequited so I just like him from afar yeah. um, but I I really admire um some Pluto's resilience and personal power that shit is not easy like these people nothing fucking scares them <laughs> like nothing scares them um and they're not even like cocky. Like they don't walk around like they have a sense of authority like some Sun Saturn people can do. And again, I'm not trying to shit on you guys, Saturn. Um, but like, I just feel like Sun Pluto people are just so, um, like they're warriors. They remind me of like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, and my longest friendship was with a Sun Pluto woman. So maybe I'm biased, but I just, I always felt protected by her. I always felt like she could protect herself, like hold her own. Um, and I, I always felt like I knew the truth when I was around her, like then my, whether it was about myself, her or other people, she was just phenomenal at just like breaking people down and rebuilding them. And I, I felt like I was transformed just being along beside her because um, when I met her, I, I was like a super Mars in cancer, like, like a super coward. And she really like built me up to become a stronger person. And I don't think I would have been able to do that on my own. So I, I definitely feel fond of some Pluto people. That's sweet, that's good. I think that is the good side of Pluto that like transforms you, it pushes you, it make, makes you more intense. And I I have had the opposite experience or it just yeah. crushed me. But again, it's all, everyone's in part is different and it. We've all interacted with placements differently. So totally. Literally. I feel you though. Like they definitely have their moments that I was like, what the fuck? But <laughs> I get you. I get you. So yeah, that's number nine for me. Oh, cool. My number nine is the house suns, moons, or chart rulers. Your chart rulers. Mm -hmm. house. I love fifth house people. Oh my God. They just are so warm and they invite you in and they're creative. One of my favorite, like, I mean, it's weird to have a favorite person, but like one of those people who every time I see them, they just brighten me up. Are you a fifth house placement, right? Yeah, I feel this with, with you. Every fifth house person, I just feel warmed by. Like they just warm me. Like it's, it, that's the best way to put it. They bring the vibration up. They know how to party. They're yes. They're kind. Like I love fifth house people so much. Oh my God, my heart is crying. Like you're adorable. I love you're it. Adorable. <laughs> I low-key feel like Wait, you have my list house. twice now. Wait, you're my you've <laughs> we're at number nine and you're already two of them. 
I know. I feel I feel insane. Well, guess what? You're definitely on my list too. So get ready. <laughs> get ready. Okay, so we're doing eight. I think we're on. I think that was my ninth. Uh, you said you're nine. Yes, yeah, so we're on eight. Yeah. We're on eight. Okay. So for eight, I have Pluto ascendant or Pluto midheaven. Mm. Okay. So I know. Did I mention Pluto ascendant for my least favorite? Because that'd be so off. No, I said Pluto descendant. Okay. So Pluto ascendant for my favorite is okay. Everyone that I adore has Pluto ascendant. Every powerhouse, every diva, every you know, Britney Spears, like free, free Britney Spears. Yeah, she has a Pluto ascendant. And um, I don't know, like, there's just something about these people that makes you respect them from the minute you meet them. Like, especially because it's on the ascendant, like that first point of contact, like these people are fierce, like fucking fierce. And as a, a, I don't know, maybe it's my Pluto descendant, I look up to them because they've learned to embody their Pluto. They're not projecting it onto other people or looking for their power through others. They just know it's within themselves. And I admire the shit out of that, you know? Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I love Pluto Ascendant people too because they just, again, it's that magnetism. Like they just have like so much magnetism and intensity in like a good way. Like their persona is so intensive. I, yeah, I love those people too. Very sexy, very sexy people. For my age, which is also an independent one, I said Sag Risings, which for all this shit I've talked about Sagges, I love Sag Risings. I love them because they have the Gemini D student, which I personally get along with very well. Um, cool. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just love them. I think they're the best. I And they have, um, yeah, I, I, I think that they're, I mean, it's probably just the way that the houses line up. I don't know what it is about them, but a lot of the people I really connect with and love have sad risings. And I just think they're fun, interesting, very creative. And I agree. they're I agree. also like, when you first meet them, they're kind of like a little weird. And then you get to know them and you're like, this is the funniest fucking person I've ever met. <laughs> like, I agree. They're so funny. Um, I love sad risings so much. And it also means Jupiter is their chart ruler. So whatever Jupiter is in their chart, it usually is amplified a lot. And they just have this like big sense of self that I kind of respect a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I agree. I agree. Um, I would say it's probably also because your, your Gemini stellium falls in their seventh house. Yeah. So you have like that intimate partner or intimacy zone yeah. is um, light, lighting up. Um, I agree. I love sad risings. Like I have a lot of friends who are sad risings and they're wonderful. So I agree I think, with you. Like in terms of like risings, like I think it's generally like regarded that sad risings are like some of the best. Like I don't know what it is about them. They're just so mag they're just so magnetic. Like I think they're so attractive. They're so, so attractive. hot. I think it's because the Gemini charming, they have this charming Gemini descendant. Um and, and then like, but like, so they come off kind of weird at first, but then you get to know them and they're the most charming people. Um, I love sad risings. Me too, me too. I agree with that one. Um, okay. Um, Which one are we on? Seven. seven. We're on seven? Okay. Um, for seven, I have Jupiter or Pisces rising. Or Jupiter or Neptune rising, I'm sorry. Yeah. So whenever someone has Jupiter and Neptune in the first, it's kind of what you were saying about Sag rising, um, super magnetic, like super charming, 
super charming, super free. Like these are people who do not, like every time I see a Jupiter and Neptune rising, these are people who will let you play with their hair, do their makeup, and they don't give a fuck what they look like and they still look hot. You know, like they're not super self-conscious. They're not super judgmental. They just, they're so fucking free and they're so genuine. And you just feel like you're on a, like a, not to like, promote drug or substance use but you feel like you're like on a fucking acid trip with these people like it's just so trippy it's so trippy being around them and um I always wonder like if they're like that when they're by themselves mm. because like when I'm around them it's just too ethereal for me to like believe that they can be like that 24 7 yeah so I'm just curious you know yeah I love Neptune I mean I obviously love sad rising I love Jupiter first house people but Neptune first house people are so dreamy they're just like inviting and dream like they seem so soft and gentle i love i love neptune first house people a lot i agree me too me yeah. too they're a good combo it's a yeah. good place to have my seventh is leo venus maybe this is an unpopular opinion. i love leo venus because they're just so fucking loyal it's kind of the same reason i love cancer mars like cancers and, and um i think are so similar um yeah. right next to each other i think every cancer needs a leo best friend like really um like i think they bring out the best parts of each other but they're the same reason i love cancer mars is the same reason i love leo venus like they're so fiercely loyal and i feel mm-hmm. like venus like when you're friends specifically friends with the leo venus they're so it's so important to them. Like I, I, something we talk about with like Leo's a lot is like, oh, like inflated sense of self, but we don't talk enough about specifically with Leo Venus is how they're so quick to make other, like build others up. Like Leo Venuses, I feel like are always like, you look fucking great. You should feel fucking great. Here's the things I love about you. Let's go paint the town. Like they're so quick to build up my, I mean, maybe it's just me personally, but I feel like Leo Venuses are so quick to build up my self-esteem every single time. Um, yeah, I love Leo Venus. I could feel that. I could definitely feel that. Like, they're definitely, like, it's that fifth house energy. It's like having Venus in the fifth house. They're just really charming and really um, lively. Like, they just, they're passionate. They're very passionate, very loyal. So I agree. Um, okay, so for six, I think you're on my list for this one, but I have Venus Pluto people. <laughs> you have Venus Pluto, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. I'm such a sucker for you guys. Like you guys are so hot, like so hot to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like it's just knowing that when you decide to love someone, you will love them to the end of the earth. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's yeah. fucking beautiful. And you guys also have like an intensity about you. Like there's an intensity, even in your eye contact, even in your, you know, like even as friends, you guys are intense and loyal and passionate. And it's just like, yes, give me more, give me more, give me more. Like I, I'll never have enough of you guys ever. That is very fucking sweet to say. Cause I feel like I, I hate my Venus Pluto. I hate it. I feel like I always viewed it as it makes me, um, scary or it's made me sometimes when I'm thinking about my Venus Pluto too much like not want to be close to people because I'm like what if I'm gonna go all Plutonian on them um but that's mm. doing it like there is a really good side of Pluto which is that it just like intensifies and it like magnetizes and specifically with a really lovely benefic planet like Venus like I can see how that would be a really lovely combination so thank you for saying that that made me of course of course well deserved well deserved um, my fifth 
or six is Taurus moons and Venuses. Oh, I love you guys. I'm a Cancer, so I'm a sucker for fucking Taurus anything. But Taurus Venuses and moons especially are just so nurturing. Also Taurus Ascendant I would put here too, but like just so, so like, I feel like I can get comfortable with them. Specifically with Taurus moons, like I can open up with them and they just receive whatever I'm giving to them. They just are so quick to disarm you, but in the best way, like just, you don't have to be protective. Like they can make you feel so safe. I agree. I love love these people. Yeah. I I feel your passion for them. Like it's evident. (laughs) I'm a sucker for the good Taurus. That's awesome. I, Taurus deserve a lot of credit. I feel like they don't get enough credit in the astrology world. Mm. Um, Venus is, you know, very comfortable in Taurus and I would say um the moon is comfortable in Taurus as well you know I feel like a lot of people assume earth moon means hardship and no I think Taurus does really well with the moon ironically yeah um okay nice I like that one I like that mm-hmm. place What's your okay opinion? so yeah for five I have Pisces moon I am a sucker oh my god I'm a sucker yeah. For Pisces, I mean, they are so dreamy, mm-hmm. so empathetic, usually. Yeah. Um, just so, like, something about their eye contact is just, like, otherworldly. Like, when you look at a Pisces moon's eyes, you can see everything that they've consumed in their lifetime. It's like a whirlpool of just, like, knowledge and feeling and depth. And it's just like, whoa. Like, it's almost... It's like you you want to look, but you you want to look away, but you can't because you're so sucked into like the the dreaminess of it all. Yeah, and yeah, I crush on them very hard, like very I very hard. Totally agree. I love. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just very special placement. I love them. My fifth is I have. I think this was in your least favorite Capricorn moons. I okay. love Capricorn moons a lot. I love how hard. Like, I love the hard-ass element to these people. Some of, like, the most important people in my life have been Capricorn moons because me and my Aries moon, I just go, blah, I feel, and I just, like, get it it's out. So and Capricorn moons are like, no. Like, you got to – they're very, like, patient, sturdy. Um, they do not know how to – I mean, Capricorn – it's technically bad to have a Capricorn moon. A lot of my favorite – also, a thing that's not talked about Capricorn moons, a lot of singers have really – like, Capricorn moon and singing – it's a good combo. Michael Jackson had it, even though I don't really love him. Um, Frank Sinatra I'm had dead. it. I also <laughs> don't like Frank Sinatra for other reasons. He's kind of abusive. Um, Mitski has it. I like her for a lot of reasons. I love Capricorn moons. I think they're very, I think we like to think of them as detached. I don't see it that way. I always just see it as like, they know how to shoulder their emotions really well. They know how to hold on to the burden of emotions and as someone who feels very intensely, that's something I really respected in them. It's something they're really good at passing on to me. So I, res- I love Cap Moons for that reason. Wow. I think you might be on your own with this one, but I respect you nonetheless. Yeah. It's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very good to hear. Um, I think us Cap Moons need confidence boosters every day because we get, you know, shot on a lot. You're Capricorn Moon. T- you've been on my list four times. Listen, maybe I shouldn't have said that because now I feel bad. <laughs> no, no, I feel bad. I, I didn't like even you. think of. I did. I forgot your cap. I forgot your. Uh, um, I forgot your fifth house. I forgot your Taurus rising, and I forgot your Capricorn moon until now. 
Insane. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like all over your list. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I just, my love for you is unabashed. Truly. Same. Literally same. Um, which which one are we on? Because I forgot. Four. 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 Okay. Do you have Venus Jupiter by any chance? No. Never. Not. What's your Jupiter? My Ju. Well, they're technically in the same sign, but they're not conjunct. Ah, uh, so they're the same time. Okay, so Venus Jupiter is four for me. Like I like any anything Venus Jupiter. Um, just like pleasant, like very pleasant people, party people, um, great hosts, great um companions. They're really good for like just you know, anything that's unplanned and impulsive. You can count on your Venus Jupiter friends to join you without question. Um, just very relaxed and very um they're like your your pick-me-up buddies I would say just like you can literally just like when you you know you clocked out of work and you need to have some fun and fuck it up like you're hitting up Venus Jupiter first right like it's just such good vibes such good vibes and um you know life is hard and a lot of people are broken and fucked up or just like they gave up they gave up and it's it's nice to see people who just still have joy in them and still have excitement and passion for life and I think that's very much Venus Jupiter Totally. I totally agree. They're the best. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've noticed with Venus Jupiter also, like, the way that they, like, love you is, like, so earnest, because, like, Jupiter's also honesty, and, uh, yeah. and like, there's just, like, such an earnest, kind, like, and sincere love that they have. That, yeah. Uh, that's really admirable. I love that. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Um, what do you have for four? This is very specific. I have... Leo suns and water moons. That combination, every single Leo sun water moon, I've loved so much because they have a sense of self. Oh, I also just remembered Phoebe Bridgers has a Capricorn moon. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just... but, um, she's also she's a Leo sun cap moon. So, but um, they, yeah, they just, they just like they have a good sense of self because the sun is very comfortable with Leo. Um, but they also like understand their emotions, which is so important. And I feel like it keeps them grounded and it keeps them sturdy. And I've just found that I've loved and immediately felt connected in such a magnetic way with these people. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I can't really say much more about it except that I just happen to love everyone who has this placement. I agree. I honestly, I haven't heard a placement that you've listed that I haven't agreed with yet. Yeah. There are some placements that I'm like, I wish I would have put that down, but like, that's another one that I definitely agree with. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we do the the last three? We're getting closer to number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Number three. So, yeah. Yeah. For number three, I put Venus in the twelfth house. Mm. And I know people are gonna like what the fuck, but ah. honestly, like every creative genius out there has this placement like I mean I don't want to get too generic because obviously they're like probably you know everyone knows and likes them at this point but Beyonce and Rihanna both have Venus in the 12th house like what are the fucking odds you know what are the fucking odds and it's just like I wish I had Venus Neptune in general but Venus in the 12th house in particular because I feel like in order to be successful you do need to have a, a little bit of privacy and alone time and I feel like these natives are always finding a way in this like hustling and bustling world to have alone time and quiet time and solitude. Like, how the fuck do you guys do that? Where do you find the, the quiet time for all of that? Totally. I would know? Just say that like that placement screams intimacy. Like these relationships that they have are very intimate 
and yeah and personal to them and I yeah I totally understand that very soulful too like you guys are very loyal um and you guys are very selfless lovers like you mm-hmm. give so much of yourself for almost nothing in return so kudos to you all totally. seriously totally. what about you my three this might be controversial is Aries moons I have this placement I actually no. hate my Aries moon. Putting my own placement in the top three. Oh God. Um, Let's do uh, it. <laughs> I found like I mean, both of my roommates are Aries moons, and like we feel things and we move on, and it's so refreshing. I think I love Aries moons. I just find myself very drawn to them in the way that they express their emotions, the way they feel their emotions. It isn't. Yeah. It burns hot, but then they move on. And as a fellow Aries moon, I always understand those people. I connect with them and um, like, I don't know, I feel like they're also really funny. Like they're really good at turning a lot of pain into like creativity or humor. And um, I, I, that. I love that. Yeah, I think Aries, this is maybe again, an I'll have Aries moons just work for some reason. I, I agree. Yeah, Aries are pretty fragile. People don't talk about it. They like to pretend they're like these like drill sergeants but they're really fragile and they're very sensitive. And so having a moon heightens that but they don't hold on to their feelings as much they just kind of like bam and they move on yeah literally i've honestly never met an aries that was joe sergeant like i've never met a quote-unquote tough aries every aries i've met has been such a baby like not even like a baby but like so sensitive and so soft and like so vulnerable and i i love anything aries to be honest the vulnerability yeah yes very genuine um okay should we do two yeah. Two? Yeah. Okay. So for number two, I have Moon in the Eighth House. Um, I really love it. Is your Moon in the Eighth House? Aries Moon in the Yes. Okay. Yeah. I really love you guys. Like, oh my God. I, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Like, you guys are just some of the most, I don't even, like, I would say psychic. Some of the most psychic <laughs> fucking people out there. Um, I just like how it's almost like not as intimidating as like Mercury or like Sun or any other planet in the eighth house, because I feel like other planets can be intimidating because of how probing they are. But like, there's like that nurturance that just makes you comfortable enough to open up. And it's really kind of creepy, like how easy it is to open up to a moon and eighth house person. Um, and then you guys really don't judge what comes out of people. Like it's, I, it's, it's better than therapy. It feels like ecstasy, just like talking to you guys. So I really enjoy you guys, like for real. I for love real you. That is so sweet. Thank you. No, seriously, I love you too. Like, thank you. You guys oh. are wonderful. Wow, that is so sweet. Oh, yeah. Eighth house moons are, I think it's a rough placement because it's like a Scorpio house and the moon and Scorpio don't get along, but depends what sign you have there. Um, yeah. I could see a lot of psychic. I'm not a psychic personally, but I know a lot of psychics with 12 houses. You're gifted. You're intuitive, though. So I try. (laughs) My placement, also you, but also this is a very broad placement. You just all over my top line, but um, Virgo placements, any Virgo placement, even (laughs) Virgo Venus. I love virgos i'm a cancer sun so i automatically love virgos i have a gemini stellium so me and virgos are just mercury mercury very mercurial i just love virgos i I have a virgo ascendant so i understand like it's yes yes, virgos vibe so well my 
dad is a Virgo and I've always felt so supported by like they're just so quick to like try to fix things better from a place of earnest they're so sincere they want to help you again like Virgo Venus is a rough placement people have said because it's like they can be really highly critical but I've always really vibed with Virgo Venus is because I love self-criticism I do it all the time (laughs) And a Virgo Venus is the one who's going to be able to tell you that unabashedly from a place of love and you don't doubt that it's from a place of love. If um, you're comfortable with them, which I usually am. Um, so I, any, anytime I find someone, like anytime I find someone I really love, I find out they're either a Virgo or they have a bunch of Virgo placements and I'm like, no shit. Like, of course I love you. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. I mean, I dated a guy who had his Venus and Mars and Virgo and I did not hate him. You know, like I did not hate him. I was really actually surprised by how gentle he was. Very it's almost like they're more focused on duty and helping you than criticizing you. Yeah. For the most part, you know, so. Yeah, I think criticism is even the wrong word. I mean, Virgo yeah. Venus can maybe be a little, like I think they're hypercritical, but just like hyper-focused on you, like always trying to find a way to make things better. Literally. Um, I, I appreciate that. Like, um, like when I was like a kid, like if, a toy broke before I would even notice it. My dad would have fixed it already. Like that is such a Virgo um, thing to do. And I just love it so much. It makes my heart warm thinking about Virgos in that way. Yeah, that's that's precious. I agree. Virgos, you guys are not hated. You're not hated. Like I respect that. And Virgo men especially. I love Virgo men. I love Virgo women a lot. I love Virgo non-binaries a lot. But Virgo men, I don't know. I feel like I um there's like a lot of like astrology, like I know people in astrology are like, I like all the female zodiac signs. I don't like the male, but like Virgo men are like. That's the- a Virgo man. <laughs> That's what they say. No, you're right. It's, yeah. it's fucked up. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. Kurt was a Virgo? Virgo man. Oh, wow. Although That's I have a sneaking suspicion he's a, he was an egg. I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so I love Kurt, so I'm not surprised. Um, do you want to swap places and go first for your number one? Yes, this is very specific. Let's do it. Um, Libra Moon, Gemini Mercury combo. Mwah. I love it. Wow, okay. I love these people. The, the Libra Moon makes them so gentle and kind. And they overthink their emotions, but they have this Gemini Mercury where they're able to express what they're thinking. So it's not like this like internal, like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's like, yeah, yeah. things I'm thinking and here's all of them at once. And I'm able to receive that and connect with it so well. And they're so gentle and diplomatic, but so funny at the same time. I love these people a lot. My best friend has this, Livy, you met Livy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be here at some point. We'll, I'll definitely. Yeah, okay, amazing. Yeah. I would love to read them. I love them, but they have a Gemini Libra Moon. And I think they're, okay. yeah, they're trying because they're in the same, yeah. So I love these. Yeah, people. I remember. I could, I definitely can sense their like super airy energy. Because even like when you disappeared for like five minutes, I felt like there was no awkward silence. Yeah. And I love people who can like just be that comfortable, you know? Totally. So, yeah. I, I respect your first placement. Um, shout out to Livy. She's super, or they're super cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess I'll do my number one. And it, <laughs> it's kind of like an awkward thing to have that number one, but I really am a sucker for Mercury Pluto oh. people. Like No, I get I, it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Totally get it. I have a therapist kink, so <laughs> 
So I really love like the investigative, you know, like read me all day. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. Like, I just love um, people. I like, you know, people who are like into depth psychology. I like people who kind of remind me of like detectives. (laughs) I don't know. That shit is hot to me. Like, because in essence, like people don't realize that all of that obsession is honestly just care. Mm. It's care and consideration. And I feel like we live in a world that people don't want to show that they care. And I feel like Mercury, Pluto, people show it all the time by how involved they are in your affairs. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of hot to me. Like, I love when they, like, tell me about my own shit or tell me about something yeah. I forgot about, you know? I'm oh, like, wow, you're really fucking paying attention. Like, that's amazing, you know? And they also have, like, really funny, dark senses of humor, I feel like, where they'll just drop the fucked up joke and you're like wow that's hilarious should I laugh hilarious yeah I I don't know they're one of a kind for sure and I, I think it'll always be my favorite that's a good one I totally yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you think so yeah oh, I'm so glad we ended with what we love rather than like what we hate because it has been a weird ending if we were like I know. Oh, but that yeah was that was really fun that was amazing. I'm I'm so interested in your list. Like I feel like you have some crowd pleasers on both on both of your your favorite and your least favorite lists. But I think we can agree for the most part on both of our yeah. lists. Yours is really interesting too. I mean, like even you bring up those asteroids. That I'm I'm gonna like as soon as we're done with those podcasts, I'm gonna start reading about them, and I'm gonna be talking to you on the phone about them this week. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to hear what you think because yeah. Damn, they're pretty just, serious. You cut with those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're gonna have to do like a reading sesh with each other and just like debunk those asteroids in depth. Yes, I'll read up about it, and we should like find because maybe we should do an episode on like asteroids, like some of the most like underrated, unknown. Yes, I was gonna bring that up. Really good timing. Really good timing. We could do Chiron. We could do Juno. Um, we could do. Well, I feel like those all warrant their own episode, honestly, but we could do Yeah. Ones. And Maybe we could make a poll and see what people want to, like, learn more about, you know? That would be fun, yeah. I That'd be fun. And we'll eventually do perfections. I need to, we'll have to learn about them. <laughs> we need some time. We need some <laughs> I know the gist. I don't know how to read them, but I know that they're a thing. Okay. We can go off of that. We can start with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds good. It was so much fun. Thank you for saying nice things about Eighth House Moons and other... Of course. Oh, the Pluto. Thank you for that. That felt really good. I needed needed that uplifting. Yeah. Yes. I have a Pluto kink, so no worries. I have a Saturn kink. It's funny because you were were like, um, (laughs) Saturn, I love Pluto. And I was like, fuck Pluto, I love Saturn. But... um, I love Saturn people because again they're just so I it's impossible for me to be stoic I tell I talk too much like (laughs) I will tell you how I'm feeling within five minutes of meeting you it's just a problem and these people like are able to like keep it together and I just find it so cool they're grounded I agree yeah I'm just projecting my own insecurities onto Saturnians it's nothing personal you guys you know are literally right I love you you're pretty Saturnian right I just have cat moon. Cat moon, yeah. That's pretty. If you consider that, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. (laughs) I love cat moons, and it's also probably why you can sing well. Oh, 
I, I'm trying to sing well. I'm trying to improve. And <laughs> you're you're good. You are so okay. Good. Thank you, For everyone here. We were jamming. Dina can sing really well. No, Nessie is like a phenomenal freaking artist all around, like lyrically, musically, vocally. Like wow. Wow. You know, wow. <laughs> I really I appreciate the compliment, but I also know it was a dodge from Oh no. Oh my god. Stop before I hang up. <laughs> so uncomfortable. We just compliment each other and then like back and forth because we don't know how to accept one. So we're just like ping pong. Yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> but it's fun. It's actually really warm. It feels nice. Yeah, we're getting better. We're getting better with it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to Two Girls, One Chart. I hope you uh, learned something, loved something, hated something. I don't know. Yeah. I hope you guys resonated with our list. I hope you guys are laughing. Most of you are probably out there laughing or crying, and we understand that. <laughs> crying. The Sagittarians are laughing, probably. <laughs> Yeah, the Sagittarians are throwing shade. Like, how dare you put me on that list? They're just going to, like, dock us. <laughs> they're going to stalk us and find our natal placements. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they're going to go back and watch our first episode and be like, of course. Rose session. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. But, yeah, either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this because it was all fun. It was all meant to be for fun. It's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>